Good evening, branches. Why don't we stand together for worship? Welcome to our services.
Lord, we do adore you. We know that we're entering into a sacred space now where we're in your presence. We know that we are in a space here now where you hear us, that you're with us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that we don't have to conjure you, but that we simply bank on the promise that you are with us. So Holy Spirit, as you dwell with us here, move deeply in our hearts and our minds to see you for who you are. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. As we look into your word, may we be changed and moved from where we are now to where you're calling us to be. In your precious name, amen. You can be seated. So the, the verse for today is as close as um, we can get to be my life verse, if it were my life verse, but it's not. Um, so if you have your Bibles, open up to John chapter 15. These Bibles that are on your seats, they're not ours. We have some that you can take and make yours. But my assumption is all of you that are here have one, I hope. Um, so when you're done, we want to put them there because we don't want to steal Bibles from the church. But you can steal our Bibles, but these aren't our um, My life verse is Romans 12, 1 and 2. But this verse is the life verse for branches. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Super simple. Um, we'll break this down a little bit, but not as much as you, because I want us to get to the heart of, of what it is. Um, when we planted branches, um, this was an easy verse. I love to define things so that it's clear what it's about. Like when people say, what, what kind of church is this? Well, what is a church? And especially since we had so many people that didn't go to church that we knew would come, because that's what happens when you plant a church. Um, we wanted to make it clear for anyone. And so this verse defines that. Jesus said, I am the vine, so the branches is the church. It's really important that when you look at this, that you understand that he's talking to his disciples. He's not just talking to random people. He's not in front of a huge crowd. He's speaking specifically to those who have made a decision to follow him. And he's giving them clear direction in who they are and who he is. Um, I remember the early days when we planted the church, we were in um, a living room. Um, we, had, we had like one meeting before we were at my friend's house. Uh, coincidentally, he had a restaurant called Vine. That's just a coincidence. But we were in his, his house and people want to know, what is this that's going on? And... Um, we were being sent out. It was one of those things where we kind of went a little kicking and screaming, like, Lord, there's plenty of churches. Why? Are you, why? But it was clear to us, so clear to us as a family that we were supposed to go do this. And then we ended up in another house uh, in San Juan. And then we ended up on the front lawn. So everyone that drove by, if they had uh, loud cars, it covered everything. And then our first gathering was at the harbor. And I remember people rallying as if this was a bigger deal than we were meeting at a home because it's like you know, U.S. church style. And I remember, if you guys know him, his name's uh, BZ. And I, I've never really seen him anything but ripped up shorts and a ripped up T-shirt. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, that's what he always wears. And so he showed up with a button-down shirt and pants. And I was like, what are you doing? You're going to scare people away. Like, we want people just to come as they are. And so he was all decked out and... Um, 
specifically, I remember someone that someone invited, and she hadn't been to church in like forever. And she came, and she didn't know how to dress for church. So she came. Actually, I don't know if she'd ever been in church. And she came, and she had one of those dresses that has the little doily things right here because she thought that's what you were supposed to wear. And I've seen this person. Everywhere I've seen her, she has, like, shorts and running shoes because she's going to go running. And she's always running or doing something like it. So it was this, this, like, what are we doing? And so everybody got all dressed up. And then they realized, oh, it's just a bunch of us getting together. And then they kind of toned it down after that. Um, but one of the things we said a lot about our church in the beginning was that we're a church for people who don't go to church. Because why plan a church when there's so many other churches around, right? I mean, it really doesn't make any sense. And, and this is the church that we were a part of. And um, I'm pretty sure they weren't trying to get rid of me. But they were like, no, really, this is needed. This would be great because when you plant a new church, 60 to 70% of the people that make up that church are people that either weren't going to church or just didn't have a faith at all. And so it was an exciting time, but we always wanted to keep these words of Jesus in the forefront. But as I look back, my understanding of this passage was different, and and most of us looked at it differently. Because when we hear Jesus say, I am the vine, you are the branches, we immediately think, okay, so I'm the branch. Like we immediately go to our part of it, right? That's how we look at all scripture. How does this apply to me? How does this fit for me? Like what are you trying to tell me? so that I can apply it to my life. But I think the most important part is the first part. When Jesus says, I am the vine, that's the important part. Not that us being the branches isn't important, but what does it mean that Jesus is the vine? So in context here, the vines that they knew were pretty much um, grapevines. And they were all other kinds of vines, obviously they'd have in Israel, but um, most likely when he was teaching this, it was when they were walking through these particular hills that had terraced vineyards. But the thing about it is, it, on, a, on a vine like that, we immediately think like a tree and the trunk of the tree. Okay, so you're just the trunk of the tree, Jesus, and then we're like what comes off of that. But you need to think of it like the, entire, the entirety of the tree the roots, everything, the entire thing is Jesus. Jesus is it. You, we're just part of something that's larger, but we immediately think about our part in it. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. So that gives us our purpose as well, but we don't have to do any of the work. Like how often you kind of shy away from saying you're following Jesus or you're part of a church because you're like, ah, I think I'm, I think I'm probably a C minus right now in that whole following Jesus being a branch thing. And yeah, I don't want to blow it for him. So, you know, as an ambassador, I, I gotta, I don't want to associate myself because I'm afraid of embarrassing him. Like you're not doing enough. Well, part of it is you, you got to stop grading yourself. That's not your job. Um, what he is saying is I am the vine. I'm the one that produces the fruit. All you have to do is abide in me. But you can't abide in him and not abide in the other branches. And we have to think bigger than just the local church. What I mean by that is you can't just think, oh, does this mean we have to start hanging out with each other more outside? But 
when you look at other churches and you look at what they're doing, do you think that they're different from you? Do you, do you separate them out? Like, oh, they do baptism at this time, but we wait till a person is this age, or they, they get really emotional, or these people dress up, or these people think this theologically, or these people voted that way, or these people, they like private schools, and these people like public schools, or however you want to break us all up, we're all part of the vine. And so we have to step back and look at ourselves as part of him because it changes the dynamic. It changes not only the way we live, but the way we live with each other. And so at that time when we planted branches, there was no pandemic going on. So it was a church plant. But the thing about COVID is that it has done amazing things to all of our local churches. I can't really speak globally. I mean, I've read, I've heard, but I can especially speak to the churches here. It's really difficult for churches that don't own a building, but even the churches with buildings, it's just different. It's as if the churches have just been scattered. And I don't mean that the churches, the groups of people move far from each other. I mean the people in the church, churches themselves have scattered out. Um, I was uh, singing that song and quite often I find myself just coming to tears because I'm exhausted. And so many people are just exhausted. And the thing is, is like at night sometimes, if we're going to use the term exhausted, because I'm exhausted emotionally, physically, all those, but even when we're exhausted physically and you know you should go to sleep, why is it so hard for us to make the decision to go to sleep when we know it's what's best for us? And it's the same way with us in community in these different churches. Everybody is just, they just got beat up. And the thing that they need to do most is draw near to him and to each other, but it's like someone up at night, like, I really, I'm really tired, I should go to sleep, but I'm just gonna look at my phone or whatever it else it is that keeps us up and keep us from doing what's best for us, what's best for our health. And so we're in this stage now where um, a lot of my friends, a lot of pastors over pastors, and all of us are just telling us, this is just a reset. This is a reset time. Because nobody wants to say the word replant. But every church, to some degree or another, is replanting. Like, who's in our church? Who's not in our church? I don't know. Are these people even going to church? Are they go to church? Are they still following Jesus? There's all this weirdness. And for us, for this community of faith, uh, we're one of the churches that doesn't have a space. So um, I have some important stuff to tell you, but some of it you knew was coming, um, and some of it's a little different. Uh, one of the things it is, is is we're switching to Sunday mornings. Like, we didn't have the option before, and we found an option, and it's like, Oh, that's awesome. It's not going to fix everything for everyone and every whatever, but, oh, it's so nice. Um, but it's like a church plant. In fact, when we looked at it, so uh, our good friend comes branches, he's got a warehouse, and then he has this, for the kids, it's going to be awesome. They have this cool little space, and then the little babies have this space, and the preschooler, and so all that's cool for us as adults. Yeah, it's a little rough for you, because um, we're in a warehouse, so... Uh, and in fact, the size of the warehouse is about half the size of this room. But then it opens up and it goes outside. So we're like, all right, 
eventually we might have to have two services, have an early one for the adults and then one with adults and kids for families. Um, but I, for Mother's Day, we, which is, we, we're like, okay, Sunday afternoon for Mother's Day, why? Like, we could say we're doing it to say we're doing it, but what mom or what person wants to come here in the afternoon on a Mother's Day? Anyone? No. Right. So um, what we're, and we're going to check with parents to make sure and check with others to make sure you guys want to do this, but our plan is to do it on Sunday morning, and we had a place picked out, and I, I, we had a few places picked out, and when I went there, I could see, I, I could see scattered groups of, like, beat-up churches. So I went to this one spot, and I'm like, oh, there's a church here. Meaning there were, like, 15 people. And then I went to another spot, and I'm like, oh, there's a, is that communion I see? Oh, so you guys, okay, okay there's a church. Like, just scattered everywhere. <laughs> like, in parks, beach, random spots. Um, so we're very fortunate that we have a space. Uh, but it's, this is, this is a replanting time. And what I mean by that is so we, we had someone at the church um, that's a designer, and I said, hey, could you help us out? We're trying to do this. And she looked at the warehouse, and she's like, it's going to be a rough one. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> so, um, but she came up with this really cool, inexpensive plan, and someone else donated chairs to us, which was our biggest expense. And then uh, we're like, okay, do we do a projection unit on the wall here? And then it turns out someone goes, hey, I don't know why this is. I'm not supposed to have these, but somehow I have them, and they can be used. They didn't steal them. But they have a 70-inch TV and a 50-inch TV. So now we don't have to buy those, so that way, you know, kind of like this a little bit. I don't really know what size these are, but. Um, so I want us to know what we're doing as COVID is being on the way out is that we're replanting. But what does that mean? It just doesn't mean like, okay, we're going to move to a place and fix it up. Although I'm telling all of you, because I'm making eye contact with those of you who are here, those who are going to see this on video, those that are listening on the podcast, um, we need your help to make this happen. Now, here's the truth. We could do it without any other person helping. What I mean by that, though, is that we need to do this together. Because that's the nature of what a community of faith is. Um, also, for us, it's a unique time because we, um, we have a space um, that we are moving into. And so that's, I mean, we have to build a lot. So if you've ever done any building, if you've ever done any um, remodeling, you think it's going to be done by a certain time, and then it just doesn't seem to work out that way. Maybe one of you actually had it on time at some point, but... For the most part, no. Um, so, the, you know what? I don't. Did I put the slides in there, um, Liam? On the playlist, does it say agape? Yes. It does. Good. I'm cool. Um, yes. Could you click on the? Now I have to have the mic because every time I turn around, nobody could hear me. So this is the space right now. You can't see it. <laughs> because of all the trees, uh, but that is the, um, the San Clemente Art Supply Building, used to be. And so that's where we're gonna be, but it's gonna look a little bit more like this. Can you go to the next slide? Well, actually, that's an old slide of it. 
Yes, I'm sure you got, I didn't even look, but that's the right one, yeah. So that's what it's gonna look like. So we've gotta build all that out, put the walls around it, then there's these doors and the garden. I was gonna get like really nerdy on you and show you all this stuff because I'm so excited about it, but I'm not gonna do that and, and wear you out. Um, but it's kind of like, like everyone thinks they're moving to their dream home and this is, I'm gonna die here home and it hardly ever works out that way. So I'm not gonna call it that, uh, our die home, like this is where I'm gonna be forever because who knows, the Lord, he does stuff. But um, this is the space that we are going to be meeting at. And um, it's really important to know this. I think we've talked about it enough. This is not uh, owned by the church. So your tithes and all of that is not going to go into any of this. Uh, that was an important thing for us. About 10 years ago, that was the dream. Um, I remember at Shoreline, I was like, I don't think we should ever have a building. I remember telling, you know, I was one of those guys. No buildings. Because it's not right or wrong. It's just a preference. Um, you know, traveling to different countries, especially in Europe and in different other South American places, you see these amazing buildings, and they're empty. And a church started it, and they were there, and then they're not. Or, you know, certain churches where it's like so many people have rotated through there, and it's, it's designed for a church, but it's not designed for the people. And so um, another person carried the same vision, and he was excited about it, and so this is separate from branches. And that's important to know because we didn't want any conflict of interest. Church gets to use it for free, the offices and other stuff that we can fit in. But it's a, it's a place for the people, a place for the community. And um, what's going to pay the bills is weddings. So if anyone's getting married sometime in 2022, come talk to us. Uh, but other events and things like that and, and rent it out for businesses that need a place to meet or do lunches or whatever. But that pays the bills. But the only reason we're doing this project is for this community of faith. Um, but here's the thing, is that when people say the word church, they always think of a building. Was that a church? Like, I don't need to go and explain all this. We all know that. We also know that a church is a people. Oh, but there's a couple things here. One, think of the juxtaposition. We're going to a warehouse, which it's nice. There's not like, it's not dirty, it's just a warehouse, and it's, the, the space for the adults is about half this size, with a roll-up door that comes out the back, um, and you'll hear the dogs barking from the, um, the animal shelter, because that's where it's at, it's just down the street and around by the animal shelter, it's up there. And so you can go play with the puppies afterwards if you want. Um, but I ha I, I, we need to look at it this way. I have uh, some friends that a f few years ago uh, got a house and they had to redo it and they were all excited. This was their dream home, right? There's, this, is, this is where they're going to live forever. And so a uh, super nice house. They had to add some bedrooms. And so they moved to an apartment. They moved to an apartment right off of uh, Los Mares. Wait, is it Los? no, on the freeway, get off. Estrella? No. What's the one before, south of Los Mares, Estrella? Not, is it? Yeah, it is Vista Hermosa. Yeah. So it's the apartments right there on the right. So they moved in those apartments. And so family of five in a two-bedroom place uh, with some teenagers mixed in, and they're in that little space. But those are some of their best memories. 
because they knew where they were headed and they knew what they were doing. And so that's much like what we're doing. We're going to be moving into this smaller space preparing for this. But the main message I want to get across to us is that once you move into the the nicer house, it's really easy to become insular, right? Like when you're in the little place, you go, well, what can we do out here? And let's get out of the house. Let's not just stay in the house. Let's get out and move because who wants to be cramped in this little space? And then when you get to the other house, it's like, ah. And then sometimes you have that garage where you can just drive right in and the door closes so nobody sees you and you're in your own little space. That can't be us. I am the vine. You are the branches. And the branches are meant to go out and to expand and to produce fruit. And then those fruits fall and then seed is planted and then more grows up. This is meant to be for others. And the other thing is, and this, is just a, this isn't just a U.S. thing. It's not just a Southern California thing. But if you have a really nice place, then all of a sudden people you never saw before are coming. But they're not coming. They're coming because of the place. This place is so nice. There will be people that come because it's nice. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what we want them to come and find is not the waterfall or the water features or the olive trees or the nice tile or the bar or any of that stuff, what we want them to come and find is the branches. We want them to find people that are seeking God, that are attempting their best to love each other. And again, I like to make things as simple as possible. And so we used to call ourselves, you know, a church for people and go to church because we were planting for the first time. But the message is simple. We want people to arrive to a community moving from their little apartment into this place, a family expecting guests. And when they come, we want them to find a family that is loving God and loving people. That's who we are. The branches, but our vision is to keep it simple. Love God and love people. And we were talking about this, and, and I was wrestling with what to share, and I was uh, sharing it at, um, we, we have to move around for our office meetings, because none of us want to be indoors now that we can be outdoors. And I can't remember, oh, we were at Sir Coffee. I get the coffee places mixed up that we end up at. And um, I'm sharing this, and Ryan came up with this amazing analogy. I don't know if he stole it. doesn't matter. Just give him credit for it. But when we talk about loving God and loving people, we talk about being disciples. Is this aspirational or is it intentional? So aspirational means this is what I want to do. This is where I'm headed. But is this intentional? Are you putting things behind this? And the, the metaphor he used, it, it was, he talked about being an astronaut. So, like, let's say my son Zeke goes, you know what, I'm going to be an astronaut. All right. Sounds awesome. You can do whatever you put your mind to, right? Um, but the question is, are you, are you in training? Um, have you been to the moon? Are you in NASA? Are you hanging out with other astronauts? Like, it's one of those things you can just say, but is it intentional? Are you moving in that direction? And when it comes to following Jesus, all we have to do is abide in him. I'm the vine, you are the branches. But to abide in him is as simple as loving God 
and loving people. You're not meant to get a grade in this, but you need to know what we're trying to do. And we want the people that come to this space to find the church, to find the branches who are loving God and loving people. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be perfect. They just need to know that's our intentionality. We're not just talking about it, but we're doing things to make that happen. I think of the guys group that meets on Monday mornings, and they're like gypsies as well like us. They've had to move around because there was nowhere to meet. Um, I think about the different women's groups that are meeting. I think of um, the people that have sacrificed so many hours with the kids to love on them, intentionally trying to pour themselves out, intentionally trying to be in the words of Jesus and saying, Jesus, here I am. What do you want from me? Like, that defines us. It's not if we call ourselves Christians, just like if we call ourselves an astronaut, is it an aspiration or is it something that we're working towards? Because if we're working to be an astronaut, there's things you have to do. There's certain degrees, there's certain focuses, there's certain things you need to do to get there. Luckily for us, to follow Jesus is much simpler. But it's still an intentionality. People don't need another church to be a part of. They need to come to a group of people that are seeking God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving their neighbor as themselves. That's what they need. And so in this element of us getting ready with a warehouse and getting it all nice, that's part of the process. This is not so we can create a cool place to hang out. This is saying, Lord, this is our offering to you. We're gonna take these fairly ugly chairs and we're gonna put this stuff up on the wall. We're gonna try to create a great space for the kids and we're gonna be a family inviting guests and so we're going to have to get creative here because, like, God, this is, this is the biggest size you gave us to work with. And, but this is for you, Lord. This is to love you, and then we want to love others. Show us how to do that. And we, we just put our effort into it. Being an astronaut is just about impossible. It's so hard. But to be the branches is pretty easy. But it still has to be an intentionality. This isn't something where we just attend It isn't something that we check off the list. It's not something we did because our parents used to do it or our grandparents used to do it, so we're supposed to do it. We're not just doing it for our children. And so when we know that, even if you're like, well, I'm actually just coming for this, well, maybe this will help redefine it for you. Like, Lord, like I love in the song that we read where it said, I I know I'm going to mess it up, so Ryan, if you need to fix it, or Kirsten, if you need to fix it, I'd mess it up that bad, but. Let my hallelujahs drown out my unbelief. Have you been there? Like I was back there singing and I was like, oh, that's good. And so in our effort, sometimes you're like, I want to do this to love God and love people. That's your intentionality. That's that focus. So we want who we are, the branches abiding in him to overshadow anything we say, to overshadow the space that we're going to go to right now and to overshadow the space that we're going to be in later. We don't want that to define us. We want them to go, oh, my gosh, you need, to, you need to be around these people. Not like, oh, my gosh, the place is so nice. And so to do that, we have, we don't know exactly how much time we have. It may be more than we think. Um, we're hoping to open up sometime in January, February. We're all ready. We just don't know about the city and the construction docks. They're moving pretty slow. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. But I wanted to have um, some time for question and answer. So um, can you put the, there it is. 
So you can text us in or you can ask it. But some of you are like, I don't want to talk in front of other people. So you can text us in and that'll work as well. Um, you know what, Zeke, though? I'm going to need your help because I'm discombobulated. In that computer bag is my phone, and that's the only way I'm going to get those texts. <laughs> so everyone's texting in these really important questions. Why isn't he answering my question? Um, but you can also just ask it. Um, another very important thing, we're going to pray over this at the end. Um, but uh, we really want to make the focus of what we do be the family ministry. Um, for the kids, for the marriages. And so for that reason, and I'll give you a little more detail on it, but uh, Kim has asked to change her position because she wants to be the one that oversees the family ministry to kids. And then we have another person that we're bringing on um, because that needs to be the focus. So that's all part of this these changes, all part of this replant, this reset. So um, I'll open up this app, but if you have any questions, I'm here. I don't promise to have the answers, but I promise to try to be as honest as I can with whatever I can share. So any questions? Okay, I'll let you think of your question while I answer the one that's come in so far. How's the parking? It's amazing. Um, it, there's nobody there. Like, there's more parking spaces than you'll... You can all drive a car. Family has three drivers. You can all bring a car. Do what you got to do. Now, for um, Mother's Day, like I said, we had a place picked out. And now we're like, uh-oh, can't go there. Um, so we're looking at another option. And parking, we had to say no to a few options. Liam. Yes, well, we need, well, the thing is, we need the kids to come back, but we also can go out to kids, and we need people to step up to work with those kids. Um, same with the little kids. Uh, we're going to need help in those ministries. Um, so, did you hear the kid? I mean, come on. Someone, step up. <laughs> oh, oh, is that a question, or you want to step up for the junior hires? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, I, so the new space, we're going to be the adults are going to be downstairs? We're flexible. So we have different spaces. We have the ability to meet outside. We'd prefer to meet outside oh, okay. yeah. because we can because it's such a beautiful space. The tricky thing is, is the city right now is saying that they, they, they're worried about it being too loud. So for the first year, we can't have amplified music outside so um so we could do it inside but the kids thing is going to drive everything that's our focus so, Question, so are they gonna have high school, middle school, and then we have spaces for all of it yes upstairs. no okay. upstairs well, this is all so we'll make it up as we go along to see what works but the current plan is is the babies the preschool toddlers they're all up top elementary um, for now, if, we, if the adults are outside, they can meet inside. We also have another space that we have set aside for elementary. And then the high school and junior high, they have a couple different options that they can meet in as well. So there's, that was all part of it, that we can make it work for everybody. 
Um, how can we help? Well, immediately, um, we are going to start. So <laughs> it sounds weird, but it looks cool. So I'll give you the immediate thing. Uh, there's going to be AstroTurf. That sounds bad, right? But it's up on the wall, so it looks like grass on the wall. We got to put all that up. So we're going to ask for help for that. Um, we also have this um, uh, peel and stick uh, wallpaper that's going up. So that's going to have to go up as well. So we're going to need help with all of that. We'll have like a work day set aside. Um, and then, of course, one of the things we'll really need help with is, is with the little kids. And we're going to really put a focus on the junior high to start. So we need some people to step up and say, I'll love on some teenagers. Got to do all the background checks and all that, but um, yeah. Luke, can you just share the timing of the temporary space? When we start, how long will we be there? You know this, but you're, you're prepping it because you know someone wants to know it. Good job, good job. Um, it will be, the plan is, well, it's not the plan, it's what we're doing. Uh, Mother's Day is next Sunday, and then the Sunday after that, we're in the morning. So there's no more evening time. I know you missed taking your Red Bull or your espresso right before you come over. Um, maybe you need that for the mornings, but we won't be in the afternoons. So next week is in the morning. It'll be at 10 a.m. So that's going to be when we meet. And if we have to add a service, it'll be earlier and it'll be just adults. Um, then for us moving, the timeline, if everything were to go right, which hardly ever happens, is in January of 2022. So that's like about six, seven months from now. But don't be shocked if it's eight or nine months. We'll see how it goes. The name of the space is Agape. Um, if you don't know what Agape means, we've taught a lot about it here. It's the highest form of love. Um, there's, in the Greek words, uh, it's that sacrificial giving of yourself. And so that's the name of the actual space. But we'll still be called branches. An art ministry or community garden? Uh, community garden, no, because there's no space for gardening there. Yeah, we don't have that. It is a cool space. So I'll tell you some spaces you can buy and develop for that. Uh, we don't have any spaces for that. But the, the plan is, is that it, so w 10 years ago, we said, why are your churches just for like church? And even when you're a church and you go, I want the people to come, they don't feel coming because they feel weird coming because it's church. But if you create a space that isn't a church, then instead of waiting for the people to come to the church, you're taking the church out to where the people are already going. And so the plan is it for it to be a, a community center. So where we will create some things, but we will also have the community want to bring their things. Concerts, um, art shows, um, uh, you know, stuff that people want to do for the kids, because like, we have all the space for it. Um, so there will be things like that, but we, we, we just can't do a community garden because we don't have dirt for people to do that kind of stuff. Um, but they used to do great stuff at the art supply building, which we want to do again, but people have to do this. Like the church isn't going to run these things in the, the space itself camp, but people that want to do stuff for the kids, however that is, um, we have to have some kind of protocol for what can and can't because... But what's going to pay the bills is uh, weddings and events. And then the other stuff, Monday through Thursday, we can do whatever we want. So we have some great ideas that we have, but we also know the community has some great ideas.
Uh, let me see here. Oh, what time is service? See, I already nailed that one. Um, so, which is cool. See a lot of people saying, can you help? Because yes, we need help. Uh, well, we have things stored on site. We can have something stored on site, which is great. We have these little pockets here and there. Um, but the plan is, and actually our trailer is already parked there. <laughs> so that works out really nice. Because anything that can't fit in one of the nooks that we already have set aside, we can just put it in the trailer that's right outside. Uh, will a new building be available for branches use anytime other than Sunday mornings? Yeah, because we do what we want. So like, um, like, for example, the men's group, they're gypsies. Here you go. And we'll have, so we were going to start a cafe, but um, here's the thing about cafes. They are great for the community, but they're very mercurial when it comes to paying for themselves. And we thought, well, then if we have that, so we're, we're zoned for it. We can do it. We just went to the city, got approved for it. But, like, what about groups like the men's group that just wants to come and do something that morning? Or, or if the women's group or the kids want to do some, or there's a yoga class or what, like, whatever we want to do, we can do during the day because we can do it. Um, and we have, it's got a full commercial kitchen. So, like, when we do some of our food events where, because there's people at our church that are chefs and there's other people in the community and we can do that kind of stuff. Um, and, of course, it's got to have the buffed out espresso machines. We got all that. And so it's like our people coming to use all this stuff. Now, do we have all that figured out yet? No. But we know it's there. So, yes, people from, that's the plan is that branches can use it. Now, on a Friday night when there's a wedding, then we have to let the wedding or whatever event that is pay for us to be there. So I could keep going, but I want to stop there. Um, so you can text in questions, and I can answer them later. If someone's watching online and they want to ask questions and they're from branches, fire it off. I want to invite the worship team up, and then when they're done leading us, um, then I want to bring Kim up, and I want us to pray for her. And um, I'm excited to share with you what that looks like. This is a new song for most of you. We did it, well, I think, all the way back in December. So those of you at the casino might remember it. But why don't we all stand again as we go into worship?
guys. You can be seated. <laughs> you can sit. Um, I was really struck by um, when Boog was talking about abiding, because that's kind of been, that, is, that term has been just in my head for the last couple of weeks. Um, and if you divine to abide, it's to remain fixed or stable. Um, and it made me think, because I'm an artist, and so I love any kind of analogy or visual, just tickles me. And uh, it just made me think of, um, I, I heard somewhere, and I hope it wasn't here, because that would be redundant. Uh, <laughs> if you've all heard this somewhere, hopefully it wasn't book. But uh, someone was talking about how a dancer, when they're doing the spins, you know, have you ever seen it uh, in a ballet? Just... It's, it's insane. It just doesn't even make any sense how it works. And they just go and go and go. And the, the way they're able to do that is they have a fixed point that they're looking at as they spin. Um, and I'm just struck by the fact that, um, man, if that, that fixed point is Jesus and that fixed point is loving God and loving others, that all the things that come off of that are just they, the stability um, that that creates in our lives and those lives around us through that um, and just the beauty um, that that creates as well uh, is it seems to abide and be stable and be consistent sounds so hard and so impossible but um, when our eyes are fixed on him that's just that's all it's all about right um, I'm gonna pray dear Lord thank you so much for um, for giving us a place uh, to look, um, to trust, and to rest. Thank you for this place. Uh, thank you for branches here. Thank you for branches at the harbor. Thank you for branches in a warehouse or wherever we're going to be, Lord. Um, this family is a family, uh, as I tell my kids all the time, uh, it's, it's just like a house. We're still a family no matter what house we're in. Um, and this church is, is that. Thank you for the blessing of that. And thank you for you and who you are and what you've done. In your name, amen. What a book. So in the past year, um, it's become a running joke uh, for Kim and I about wins. Because there's just been a lot of losses uh, in a lot of different ways. And so um, when uh, Ryan came on board, Kim and I, oh, it's a win. Because wins are hard to come by. And uh, we had a couple other wins, and then of course we got this warehouse to use, and then of course the things that have gone on with Agape to make it closer that we can start meeting there, and you know, finding Daniel that was willing when nobody could leave their house to video and edit and do all of that stuff. And, um, and then it's cool that now one of our biggest wins is Kim willing to oversee all the family ministries because Kim not only gets things done um, but if you know her you know her heart for the Lord and her heart for others and so as this process was going on this is was her proposal and trust me it's not because she doesn't like what she did before well I'm telling you that she can tell you that if she wants um, but she wrote this uh, in her transition letter proposal she said my desire is to be of the maximum usefulness to our branch's family and serve in a way that makes the biggest impact and 
And so she, of course, since she is overseeing family ministry technically for a long time, knew that she knew where some of the holes were and she wanted to be a part of that. Um, and so that's the kind of person that is doing this. Uh, her, her goal is not to move up the ladder. It's not to get a pay raise or do this or that. It's to, to just love others the best way possible. You see the need, you feel the need. She spotted it, and so she said, I got it. So I'm going to invite Kim up because I want to pray over her. Um, knowing Kim, not that she loves public speaking, but maybe she'd want to say something before we pray over You don't have to, but I don't want to cut you off. There's something. Right. Two sentences, that's it? Okay. Maybe three, maybe three. No, I just I just wanted to say that I'm just so excited and grateful to be a part of a faith community that so authentically seeks to love God and to love others. And sounds like you guys have been talking about that a lot up here. So um, I'm really excited to, um, just because I feel like God is, Put me in a position right now to to do this and I'm really excited to just be able to and humbled to be able to love on our families right now so that's why I'm excited so I'm gonna have Kim here we're still trying to there's still a pandemic going on so we want to just be wise and so we're not gonna come and do what we usually do where we surround her and lay hands on her and breathe all over her or each other. So if you could stand with me though, and I'll have I'll pray over Kim. Um, Kim knows all the details, so uh, I will be sharing some of the details that she wants you to know about family business after we pray for her. <laughs> Does that make you happier, Kim? <laughs> Father, uh, this is a, a huge win for this community of faith. We thank you for putting it on Kim's heart. We thank you for how you have shaped her and molded her and, and given her a vision for this of how to raise up the babies and the children and the teens so that they know how much they're loved, so they know who you are, and they know that life comes from you, the vine. Father, may they, this be a community of faith that raises up young people, that are truly your branches, abiding in you and being used by you to change this world. We ask this blessing over Kim in this scary place of ministry. And so we put her into your hands. Help us to look out for her. Use us, however, to meet her and her family's needs. But above all, Lord, our life is gonna come from you. So we put her into your arms. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Kim will want you to know this because she's a mom, and she also oversees all the family ministries. But this next Sunday, uh, the place we were got changed, so we'll send out the information to you. Um, but we would love to celebrate with you. You don't have to be there all day. It's, like, it's going to be about this long, but then people can hang out afterwards. So if you've got to go to a special brunch, or if your grandma is going to guilt you for the rest of the year if you don't get there by a certain time, we get it. Um, but this is, and it's not just a celebration for young moms. It's a celebration 
for mother figures because God has a special place for the influence that women have over everyone. So we want to celebrate that. So we'll see you next Sunday at the place that we tell you. God bless.